Good morning. It is awesome to see y'all this morning. It's awesome to be here and as we uh, worship a Savior, as we look forward to Christmas, as we uh, prepare our hearts, as we celebrate. Man, we're busy. We are so busy. But man, is it not awesome when we just come here and slow down and focus? Not think about how much shopping we still have to do? Man, I wish I hadn't said that. Wait. Not thinking about how much we have to do to get ready. Man, this is busy. There's so much to do. I know. I see Rhonda being busy with this. I say, honey, well, you need to slow down. But again, it's just uh, wonderful to, to be able to come here and, and focus our sights on what we truly need to focus on. This morning I want to talk about a, a servant of the Lord and how she was willing, ready, and able to accept the call from her God and how he can use a young lady, a young girl for such a mighty purpose. Again, oftentimes we kind of limit God's grace and God's power. And this morning I want to focus on just how powerful and mighty and loving and caring our God is. And how he can use each one of us to fulfill his mission. I want to start by reading uh, from Luke I'm going to read chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, for all your many blessings, Lord. Just thank you for uh, allowing us to be here this morning, Lord. I just thank you for... Uh, for what, uh, what this means, Lord, that, that I pray that you got our hearts and our minds and our souls, Lord, just to receive the message 
this morning that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Mary's joy, or Mary's song. Man, this morning during Advent, we are celebrating joy. Joy. And that joy that fills our lives, that only comes from our Savior. Talk about the eternal joy, and not the joy that we get mixed up with happiness sometimes. Not joy that's dependent on circumstances, but the joy that fills our heart because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the joy I'm talking about this morning. But first I want to focus on just who is Mary? Who is Mary? See, Mary's the mother of Jesus. But why did God choose her to be the mother of his son? In the seventh chapter of Isaiah, her story is foretold. Who is Mary and what can we learn from her? You see, I think we find these answers... And we don't need to look any further than the words that she spoke. Her own words are going to tell us who she is. As we study her words, we're going to find that she is a wonderful and obedient servant who is fully human and fully in love with God. As we go through this lesson, there's three parts of the scripture of this, of this song of Mary that we're going to consider We're going to consider God's grace toward her, his reversal of the ways and views of the world, and how God remembers and is faithful to his chosen servants. You see, God loves and appreciates his humble servants. Verses 46 through 49 tell us this. Mary tells us what God has done for her. But instead of drawing the attention to herself, she focuses solely on the character of God. When you read those words, it's not about her. It's about her Lord. She focuses totally on His character. His character, her God, her Savior that honors the humble servant before Him. You see, Mary praises God, pointing out five characteristics of his person and power. Mary talks about his greatness, his kindness, his goodness, his awesomeness, and his holiness. You see, in the scripture, we see God's greatness. Verse 46, Mary literally says, magnifies. Her soul magnifies. In other words, God is the biggest thing in her life. God is so huge, so enormous that we can't imagine it. We can't imagine it. And she's ready to serve her Lord. Again, she puts emphasis on magnifying, glorifying, and praising the Lord. And again, magnifying means to enlarge. John 3.30 tells us that he must become greater and we must become less. I think that's what Mary's talking about right here. It's how in our life that we should become smaller and God should become greater. God should be the biggest thing in our life. Whatever we're celebrating, whatever we're doing should be because of Him. 
And then we see God in his kindness. In verse 48, Mary explains that God is great, but he is also kind. She explains, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. He took notice of her lowly estate. You see, God owes her nothing. She owes him everything. And she was obedient to his call. Again, God owes her nothing. But she saw God as being kind because he chose her. Think about what a difficult choice it would be if you didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Think about the time that she was living. Think about her age. Think about her marital status. And she's seeing God as being kind by choosing her. We also see God in his goodness. We see him in his goodness because of the greatness, kindness, and goodness of God, Mary is blessed and honored. You see, Mary's nobody from anywhere. She has that status. But all generations are going to call her blessed. She's going to be honored. People will see God's goodness through her. Then we see God's awesomeness. Verse 49 explains, Our God is the God who does the great and the powerful. You see, Mary had experienced up close and personal the touch of a powerful God. He had conceived in her, in her womb, the seed of Abraham, the line of Judah, the prophet greater than Moses, the son of David, the virgin-born Messiah, and the suffering servant of the Lord. Only an awesome God could do all this. And he was her Lord. See, he can be your Lord as well. And when he is, we can see his awesomeness. You see, we also see his holiness. The great, kind, good, and awesome God has many names. One of those means holy. It describes his character and his essence. He's the unique one, the separate one, the morally perfect one. He's righteous and just, utterly different than anyone or anything. Only God is worthy of our worship. Only God is worthy of our service. Are we ready to worship a holy and perfect God? Are we ready to worship a, a perfect and holy God? Are we ready to submit his, uh, ourselves to him? You see, God reverses the standards of the world. We live in a world right now where our standards are upside down. You see, God reverses these standards. You see, in verses 50 to 53, Mary now turns to rejoice in how God deals with people of the world. You see, she notes that God, God's ways is not man's ways. He is God, and he's the reversal, the rever reversal, and he turns things upside down 
and shows a different perspective. You see, he honors, our God honors the humble. He looks on, this, on our heart and not our outward appearance. You see, his mercy and compassion flows to those who love him, regardless of their status in any way. He loves his servants, whether they be rich or poor. Again, God sees our souls. He sees our heart. He knows us. And his mercy is never ending. His mercy is for eternity. It goes from generation to generation. You see, God's mercy has no limitation in time and no restriction in space. Those who love, respect, and honor him, he blesses and shows compassion without failure or disappointment. You see, his mercy is eternal. Again, as finite beings, it's hard for us to imagine anything that huge and that lasts that long because everything we have here on earth has a beginning and an end. It has size limitations. There's limitations within space. See, but God don't. His mercy does not. Time and space are only important to finite beings, not to God. I've seen God's mercy. I've seen his grace. And I've been amazed by it, but I'm only seeing what I can see as a human being. Can you imagine how big it really is? See, God also helps the helpless. He honors the humble and he helps the helpless. You see, the Lord's divine reversal continues when he looks at the helpless. See, God has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly, the humble. You see, God takes down a Saul and raises up a David. God takes down a Nebuchadnezzar and raises up a Daniel. God takes down a Alexander, a Herod, a Nero, a Napoleon, and a Hitler, and a Stalin, a Hussein. And he raises up Peter, Paul, John, Whitfield, Wesley, Graham, and anybody you can think of today spreading his word. In spite of everything we see around us, God's word is still being spread. He's still using regular people to deliver his holy message. Normal human beings are delivering the message of God. And God sees looks at them with favor. He's still using humble servants. And you ask, how, how, can, how can we do this? As lowly as we are, how can we spread his word to the edges of earth? You see, we can't if we rely on our power and our grace and our mercy. You see, we can't see the hearts of each other. We can't see the hearts of people we disagree with. We can't see the hearts and souls. But you see, God can. And when we put and in his hands, we can do some powerful things through him. When we rely on his grace and his unlimited mercy, he can use us. Just like he used Mary. See, God will always help his people. God cares for Mary and he blesses her. God always keeps his promises. His promises are also forever. They're for eternity. What God says, he will do. 
What God promises, you can count on it. See, these are the characteristics of God. I said at the first, we're going to talk about Mary and how humble she was. But if you read her words, she does not focus on herself. She focuses on her Lord. That's what we need to focus on. Again, if we focus on ourselves and our power, we're going to limit ourselves so much. But when we focus on Him, some amazing things can be done through us and in spite of us. You see, Mary gives us the example here that it should be. She carried out her calling in a humble way, relying on His power, and she looked at it with joy. You see, Mary's a great example of being loving and obedient. Being a loving and obedient servant. You see, God's still using people for his glory today. Are we willing to serve him? Are we willing to glorify his name? You see, Mary's joy is a life. It's a song of love and obedience. Are we ready to serve? Are we ready to magnify God in a way and put him in the top of our life in a way that we've never done before? I pray that this Christmas season as we, we celebrate, that we do focus on God. And we make him the biggest thing in our life. And we serve other people. We serve other people. You see, that's the way God works, is he works through you and me. Are we obedient? Are we ready? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for Mary. Lord, thank you for her obedience. Lord, thank you for, for her faith. Lord, thank you for for creating her to carry out the calling you had on her life. Lord, thank you for the baby that she was carrying. Lord, thank you for sending your son, our Lord and Savior. Lord, again, I just pray that through this Christmas season that we focus on you and we tell the story about your loving grace and mercy to people that may have never heard it before. Lord, that we lift each other up and love each other, always putting you first. Lord, again, I just thank you for this church, our wonderful community. But most of all, Lord, again, I just thank you for sending Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.